to a very special October edition Ooh. of Cakes and Junk. Ep- it is episode seven. I am your host, John Lucero. Joining me is my spooky co-host, Michael Hughes. Michael Hughes, say boo to the people. More like unlucky number seven. Yep. Now you guys got scared? it. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Roll credits. Yeah. Not better than that. Killing it. Michael, we're here. <laughs> we're here today in my favorite month of the year, October, um, where we we are. We decided, you know, with the the very very unique choice of making horror themed stuff part of our uh, October content. Uh, I don't think anyone else is doing it. Yeah, we are the first. And so I chose the I chose the calendar for this. You know, that's that's uh, I feel like I have a, I, have a I, I do enjoy my horror stuff. And I chose Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Michael, had you ever read Swamp Thing by Alan Moore? No. Were you I, aware of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore? I was aware of Swamp Thing to some degree. He's in Injustice 2. He He's is. He's probably he, been in, in something else that I've seen before, but no, I no, to answer your question. Yeah, so this was this was both of our first times reading this. Uh and before we get into anything about Swamp Thing though. We have to decide who we are for this episode, Michael. Oh, give me something green. Yeah, give him something green. Show me the money. Go ahead, Michael. I got the Victorious Wielder. So I guess they just, like, beat people and then take their weapons and just amass this this giant arsenal. <laughs> so you should just beat up people and rob, you beat up and rob people? Just, that- just General Grievous from Star Wars, where he okay, takes all the Jedis. Okay. okay, yeah, so do you have four arms also, or you did? Sure, yeah, that you, sounds right. Oh, have- six, we're going up to six. Oh, man, you have six arms, you beat up everyone, anyone? Like, do you just mug <laughs> people, or do you, like, beat up bad people? Is, like, people that have weapons. Okay. I need to, I need- <laughs> anyone with a weapon is fair game <laughs> for the victorious wielder. <laughs> All right, give me something scary. The Courageous Hal? It's H-A-L? H-A-L, my name is Hal, and I'm quite brave. I'm pretty intrepid, would you say, Michael? (laughs) (laughs) You're breaking uh, the time paradox, John. Oh, my God, you don't want to let people know we did these in reverse order. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm the Courageous Hal, my name's Hal. Hey, hi, guys, I'm Hal. Uh, I'm Pretty brave. Uh, I I have been known to run into a burning building or two in my day. Now I've I've not <laughs> saved as many people as you might think, but I do my best. I'm the courageous right. hell. Yes or no question: Would courageous hell open the pod bay doors? No. Yes, he would. Damn. Obviously. Yeah, he would. Obviously, <laughs> yes, he would. I mean, he's, he's courageous. Too, he's too courageous not to. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love those references of movies that are like giant that I've never seen before. <laughs> you haven't seen that? I've never seen 2001. Um, I don't know if you'd like 2001. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's it's all it's, Dan uh, Record liked it. He Dan Record does like 2001, which is crazy to me. Yep. Uh, but it's I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a, it's a work of art. So yeah. well, we're not here to talk about 2001. <laughs> we're not, we are here to talk about. Swamp thing. So yeah, like I said, oh like, my god, you just remind me that that TV series used some kind of uh, version of Wild Thing. 
<laughs> Swamp Thing. Pretty much. You that's, I think that's why I thought there was a cartoon. Because I... Almost certain there's something like that. Swamp thing. You make the green sing. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's bad. Yeah, that was really bad. But I'm proud of it still. Oh, no, not you. The the, the fact that they did that at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my what I did was great. Of course. Everything we do is great. We're the best. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yes, we are, obviously. Uh, so, for the, so we're reading Alan, like I said, Alan Moore's Swamp Thing, which is a very specific um, part of Swamp Thing's history. It's volume two of Swamp Thing, uh, or which is like the different major runs of Swamp Thing. There have been seven, including one that might still be ongoing. Uh, according to Wikipedia, maybe that isn't updated all the way. I don't know if I didn't check to see, but it's been going since 21, so it's probably still going. Uh, so, but we specifically we did Alan Moore's. Uh, it is a considered a seminal uh, comic book series, a very influential and highly regarded one, uh, and is pretty much the defining Swamp Thing run, more or less. Uh, so, obviously, I went in. I didn't. I went in with pretty high expectations. Um, I feel like Michael probably had none going in. I would say, you know, you're not. It's That's not, correct. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Not your bag, which uh, which I understood. Uh, and I'm just going to say it right here. This is the best thing we have read that I, at least out of things I've never read before. This is number one with a bullet out of things we've read. This is so we, we read the, Oh, I should also say we read, we read book one or read uh, yeah. issues 20 to 27. Correct. 20 to 27 um, from volume two of Swamp Thing uh, to get, to get as specific and minute as possible. Uh, if you just look into the saga of the Swamp Thing, it's pretty much it's pretty it's what Alan Moore stuff is what comes up. Uh, so yeah, we read the first seven issues of Alan Moore's run, which and, incidentally started with number twenty. So yes, there's which, a little bit of of uh, disjointed stuff right there at the beginning because that first issue definitely assumes you've read the previous nineteen, so we're a little lost. But it uh, yeah establishes also, its own identity real quick. Yeah, it's also the first nineteen of volume two. I said, and uh, there's, there was a whole nother, there were like 24 other issues before that, um, before so of a different run of Swamp Thing stuff from the original creator. Uh, so, and Alan Moore, uh, I'll get, I'll, I'll get to his, him in a bit, but I mean, for a lot of, for a lot of comic book, comic book fans, he won't need much of an introduction. He's one, one of the most influential comic book, comic book writers of all time. Uh, he's read, he's written some of the most like talked about graphic novels ever. So yeah, we'll, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So Swamp Thing, uh, as I was looking into, like I said, I, I, I loved, I loved it. Uh, so I, I got pretty into the history of it. So I want to give some, some of that for, Oh, ask Michael, how'd you feel about it? Like just overall. Overall, actually, like you said, I wonder with zero expectations and I was, uh, really surprised by how well I liked it walking away after those eight issues. Yeah, I gotta say, going in, I did not. I didn't expect you to like it. I, having not read it, I just went in going like, "Yeah, this is probably the first one me and him <laughs> don't, do not agree right. on." Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I was happy to hear that you were enjoying it. Man, I, I should have done a bit where I was like, "Oh, I thought we were supposed to read Man Thing." <laughs> yes. Just Marvel's Swamp Thing character. Yeah, is the which. Is very very similar to Swamp Thing. They're very they are incredibly similar to each other. Um, Swamp Thing's a, right. has a little Swamp Thing has a little more going on like character wise than Man Thing does. Whoa! They both came out in 1971. Man yes, Thing they was did. May yes, they did. Swamp Man, Thing was July. Yep, yeah, and they also they were not 
inspired by each other. They're actually inspired by the Heap, uh, which was a <laughs> a monster character from 1942. Uh, things was hard back then. Yep, the Heap. <laughs> so yeah, Man Thing and Swamp Thing came out within two months of each other, which is crazy. That's wild. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, first appearance of Swamp Thing. Uh, House of Secrets 92. House of Secrets were was an anthology series for the DC had where they covered like supernatural horror stuff. You know, it was uh, monster stuff. And 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 issue number 92 in July 1971, Len Wein introduced the world to Swamp Thing. Uh, oh, I've seen this cover before. I think I yes. saw something parody it. Yeah, it's a. I think because it's a introduction of Swamp Thing, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty well regarded. Uh, and I, I think, and the woman on the cover is, um, was, was actually inspired by one of the, a future writer at, a, at DC. I want to say DC. Um, Neat. so yeah, so Len, Len Wine created it. And as I looked into Len Wine, oh my God, this guy should be talked about more. Uh, <laughs> okay. So he wrote <laughs> volume one, 24 issues, 1972 to 76. So four year run of him writing it specifically. He also wrote the second Man Thing comic. Uh, oh which, wow! Yeah, so he uh, and they had very similar origin. Like people around him kept telling him they like it, it felt too similar, but he did. He disagreed. So uh, yeah, he <laughs> he worked on both Swamp Thing and Man Thing, and pretty much from their inception, more or less, which was uh, very interesting. He co-created uh, the second Human Target, uh, which we. <laughs> Have sort of mentioned before, if you in, in a very time paradoxy way. Yeah, uh, if you happen to listen to these episodes backwards. Yeah, so for for October or not uh, backwards in reverse yeah. order. Yes, in reverse order. Yes, listen. If you listen to this backwards, you summon to the devil. Uh, so uh, yes, that he so he created he created a human target Christopher Chance. He and he regularly wrote for Marvel in the early seventies. So he moved from DC over to Marvel to to for a bit. Uh, he co-created Wolverine. Yeah, uh, yeah. For, he helped write the uh, issue of Incredible Hulk, where Wolverine uh, debuts. He uh, revived X Men with Giant Size X Men number one, which you might be familiar with. Wow! Yep. Yeah, he, he wrote he wrote Giant Size X Men number one. Uh, so, which is which after about like five years, I want to say of no X Men, it was kind of like it's basically the start of X Men as you know him today, more or less. Is Giant Size X Men number one? Um, yeah, he that's helped. A big one. He helped create Nightcrawler, Storm, Colossus, and Thunderbird, who is, uh, uh-huh. ties into Exiles. And uh, he was pat, and he passed it off to, to Chris Claremont for Uncanny X Men, which is the the most like the definitive X Men run of comics for a lot of people. Uh, that's Days of Future Past and Dark Phoenix was all Chris Claremont. So yeah, he basically handed it off to the guy, you know, for X Men for for the foreseeable future. Uh, he returned to DC in ninety in seven in seventy seven nineteen seventy seven uh, to work on because he was offered. Uh, the ability—he uh, returned as a writer and editor, and he was offered work on Batman, where he uh, helped. Cre- he created Lucius Fox and co-created Clayface. Nice. Uh, yep. He was the editor uh, for Saga of the Swamp Thing, Watchmen, uh, and New Teen Titans. Uh, as with the bigger ones that, I, which was New New Teen Titans. Teen Titans is like the definitive Teen Titans run for a lot of people. That's um, George Perez. That's where they really got. That's where like. Um, the Judas, con- the, the Judas contract. What the, uh, um, 
yeah, I think the Judas contract, the one where they with uh, Terra. That's uh, mm. that's where that that's where that story comes from. So yeah, uh, and he also worked on animated series like Batman, Spider Man, X Men, like the nine. This is all the nineties ones. Uh, I'm, I'm and, not familiar with these. Yeah, yeah, these are little obscure ones. Yeah, little like lesser known things. Uh, <laughs> and he, and uh, Michael, he worked on all these all. Uh, ben Tan's in its spinoffs as well. He wrote episodes for that mm. as well. Don't know that one either. Huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so maybe you want to check. Awesome. Get, yeah, check. Yeah, this guy. Oh my god! Like, uh, I just kept like reading this. I'm like, what? It, uh, Chris, Chris Claremont. Uh, I want in like was it 2009? I want to say. Uh, or he uh, in the rel- relative recent past. Um, uh, described. Len Wein as not getting a man who doesn't get enough credit for how influential he was in modern day comic writing. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, like, that, I've, I've definitely heard the name Chris Claremont. I don't know that yeah. I've heard Glenn Wein. Len, Len Wein, L-E-N, L-E-N, Len Wein. Oh. L-E-N, W-E-I-N, for people who have uh, are not familiar, which is unfortunately, unfortunately, not enough people, including myself, until, until I looked into this stuff. So, yeah, this wow. man cre- this man created Swamp Thing, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Storm, Colossus, Thunderbird, Lucius Fox, and Clayface. And uh, had a big part in Ben 10. Yes. He also was involved with Ben 10. Yeah. I mean, he wrote Giant Size X-Men number one. That's nuts. Like, uh, which if if people aren't familiar with that, uh, Giant Size means it's literally the comic book itself is very big compared to other comics. Not that they're giant. (laughs) The X-Men themselves are giant. Or that the book is bigger than normal, like, (laughs) measurement wise. Yeah. Um, so that so Alan Moore, the actual writer of what we're reading, uh, is one of the most uh, again, again influential influential writers in comic book history. Uh, he was given Swamp Thing is this was, and Swamp Thing was basically his uh, his his big breakout moment. He had written some smaller things before this. Uh, Len, who is the, who is the editor for who moved from writing Swamp Thing to editing every swamp, all the Swamp Thing for a long Swamp Things for quite a while. Uh, uh, specifically, uh, was recommended him went to England because uh, I'm more British to uh, talk to him directly, and he was offered Swamp Thing. He asked for his uh, he he talked he talked to him about getting Swamp Thing, offered him the a chance to like pitch him on it, and he saw his. He, uh, Alan Moore wrote, wrote up some pitches for it, and Len loved it. And they, he was off. He offered Alan Moore basically free reign over Swamp Thing, starting in 1982. 82. So he was given, um, yeah, like I said, free reign to do whatever he wanted with Swamp Thing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, which he would he would start with number twenty, which we'll talk about here in, in just a bit. Uh, where he would basically he would like tie up all the loose ends from the previous 19 issues and kind of and kind of refresh Swamp Thing as much as he could, you know, from where it was left off prior. It's you know from, from taking as much as you can in a ongoing series. Uh, and then he re- reworked his origin and anatomy lesson in uh, volume in the in the second issue 21 issue 21 in the anatomy lesson. Which is oh holy my crap! Oh my god! We will <laughs> so talk again. Good. We're gonna talk about that for sure. That is that is like one of the greatest origin stories I've ever read in my life. It's incredible. 
Uh, he did not submit Swamp Things to the Comics Code Authority, which is was uh, for a long time with basically the ES- ESRB for comics. More, it was like not the ESRB. It was like a it was a seal of approval for uh, that was created that was created during like uh, the time when like U.S. Congress was making uh, was scaring parents with uh, how <laughs> kids can be affected by comics and stuff. So it was like it was like a seal to, to show that it was like kid friendly and or kid approved or whatever. Uh, and he and he did not, and it was not mandatory to do that. You know, you just uh, could if you wanted to, and they would. A lot of um, companies did do it, uh, and Alan Moore did not submit it to there, and that's and from that's and that is how DC created the Vertigo. It's Vertigo label, uh, now Black Label, uh, where all their mature comics are uh, housed. Uh, so that yeah, Alan Moore is more or less responsible for the creation of Vertigo slash that's Black wild. Label. Uh, and also the CC the CCA no longer exists as of like ten years ago. I want to say <laughs> those was, was uh, the DC Marvel uh, gave up on CCA before DC did. Also fun fact: DC was like one of the last was like the last major publisher to give up on it. Huh. Alan Moore wrote the final issue, his final issue number sixty four and eighty seven. So he worked for just for over forty issues on Swamp Thing. Uh, and he would go on to write The Watchmen, maybe you've heard of it, uh, V for Vendetta, The Killing Joke, From Hell, and many others. Damn. Yeah, that's a... So yeah, Alan Moore. Also, he's a a self-proclaimed anarchist. (laughs) In case the the topics of his books did not give that away. I wonder if Uh, he put that on his business cards. Yeah, (laughs) more or less. He's very upfront about it. He's like a, yeah. He's an he's a interesting guy. I'll say that at least. <laughs> all right, that's and that's kind of that's all the history lesson I have, Michael. I I told, I told you beforehand. It was a, I found out quite a bit of stuff that I found super yeah. interesting. Yeah, it was uh, turned into a bit of a character spotlight, more of an author spotlight, honestly. Because uh, well, I mean, that, that kind of helps because we kind of jump in into the deep end when we started with. Issue twenty, so yeah, that was a bit. That was also part that, of it. Yeah, yeah, no, that little bit helps. Yeah, so, so yeah. Alan, also, Alan Moore jumps in, like I said, and he refreshes everything. Uh, he he basically gets rid of a lot of. And it was book one. He gets rid of a lot of characters that had been uh, put into Swamp Thing at that point. A lot of side characters. Um, he starts with the death of Anton Arcane, who had been the major villain, uh, the major foil to Swamp Thing up till that point, uh, and. He introduces the Sunderland Corporation, uh, evil corporation that hunts down Swamp Thing, shoots him to death, and takes him for uh, study. So yeah, it's basically it's just a big cleanup book. And uh, Michael messaged me before he read. He started reading before I did, uh, and he's like, "It was this is a lot." And I a read lot. it, like, and I was like, yeah, "I agree, this is a lot." <laughs> There's a, a lot of yeah, proper yeah. nouns, a lot of yeah. names, and um, yeah. obviously it's our fault for jumping twenty issues in. But holy crap! Yeah, but this is also like because uh, I bought the box set for this. I just, I just committed. You know, it was, and luckily I really like it. So, uh, and it's a really nice box set. Uh, but yeah, I it's. This is where, you, if you buy this box set, this is where you start. You know, there's not like there's like some four words and stuff introducing like the what the like Len Wine and uh, writing about his how he met Alan Moore and all that shit. Uh, but more or less, this is like when you start reading, this is where you go. 
uh, one thing that I had no trouble with was appreciating how goddamn good this these books these pages look. Oh my god! Yeah, the, I just I definitely wanted to bring that up, especially with uh, uh, issue twenty one. Looks like Stephen Bissett and John Totalbin are the the credited artists, and holy crap! Yeah, there are some panels in this. Let me tell you, there are just like some that, like you can just stare at him for like, like uh, like ten minutes, just like taking in all the little the little tiny the little tiny details and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's all hand drawn, uh, which is you know because they digital like um, digital artwork was not was not I don't I would not even in vogue just wasn't a thing you know at this point in time. So yeah, yeah super awesome. Uh, I. Uh, if I could just like show people what we're talking about, this like panels as we're going, I would. Because it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, look at this one. Yeah. Oh, look at this one. And uh, yeah, there's one in particular that sticks from issue 21 that you sent me also. The, uh-huh. uh, yeah, where he, where it was an angry swamp thing face and, a, and there were some reflections involved. Man, we, uh, we were talking about this on the bonus episode we recorded last night, and I showed my wife, and her jaw just dropped because it, it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, so yeah, that's issue one. Issue two, Anatomy Lesson. We've already teased how much we how we feel about this one. This is I don't I don't know if you can do a better origin story, like like a refresh of a character than than this. Um, mm-hmm. So he so it picks up from where Swamp Thing is de- is is quote unquote dead, um, and the, the corporation has it. The old man, Mister Sunderland, uh, whatever you want to refer to him as, I kind of like how he gets referred to as the old man most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, because the the whole thing is from these little boxes that are Doctor Jason Woodrow Woodrow. Yes, and it's all from his perspective where he's thinking back on what's transpired since he joined uh, Sunderland. Yeah, and uh, Woodrow is a uh, had been a minor a minor villain. Uh, he's he's the he was the Floronic. He is the Floronic man, and he had appeared in comics before this uh, as a silly plant villain man. You know, so uh, if the, so he's basically reintroduced, and this is a much as a much more menacing character. You know, and a much more at least at least a more, a more defined character. And as a man who wants to be a plant man, who's happy, who wants to be more plant than he already is, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, we'll talk about. I'll talk about more the more how they deal, how they like use the di- dichotomy there in, uh, la- in in later issues. But yeah, the origin they introduce, uh, and the, and uh, they ha- Sunderland brings in Woodrow to study Swamp Thing, and who at this point we believe is Alec Holland uh, transformed into this monster after being after almost being murdered or after being uh, blown up, his, his lab being blown up and him falling into the swamp covered in chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, through the phonic, through uh, Woodrow's research, he discovers that this is not the case, and that actually, uh, Swamp Thing, uh, Alec Holland did actually die, and the swamp took on his personality, like essentially took on his personality, and um, it it thought it was him. Yeah, it thinks it's him. It thinks it's Alec Holland. Uh, like there's this the whole couple pages where they talk about how he also these plant-shaped organs like he's got lungs that look like or plants that look like lungs this is basically created them because he thought that he was supposed to have them they they don't function he just has them yeah it's so crazy like it's the way they describe that is so crazy the idea of like well this is what humans have so i guess like you like it's basically he tried to they tried to make a they tried to make a a plants tried to make a human is what they did and this is what they that's what they Mm -hmm. came up with um 
the closest they could get. Uh, and he also realizes that that means that Swamp Thing probably isn't dead. You know, they probably can't kill a plant with with a couple bullets, uh, uh-huh. even if it's one to the head, because they don't they don't have organs. So just, yeah, does not have yeah. a functioning brain. Yeah. So, uh, and he tries to tell Sunderland this, and Sunderland's like basically f off, dude. Yeah. Uh, it's like yeah. that's all I needed. You're you're done. Yeah. He basically tosses them, tells him like I didn't. I I'm. He basically says I'm not. I'm not a super smart guy like you, but I got rich using super smart guys like you. you know? <laughs> so uh, I don't have to be smart to to know uh, when to cut my losses or when to uh, take advantage of people. Yeah, and then he does the incredibly smart thing of leaving Woodrow in his office with the computer that he just told him controls the whole yes. building. <laughs> classic, uh, yeah, classic villain villain uh, maneuver there. Um. And uh, he is really because uh, of like like Michael said, uh, Woodrow is narrating this whole um, this whole uh, basically issue, uh, and there's some incredible like um, he's like imagining in his head what uh, what uh, the old man is doing uh, as he's walking through his building uh, after this happens. Uh, he's also described this building as a big like uh, mirror reflecting upon. Sunderland, like it's a big like uh, mm-hmm. a monument to him, more or less. Yeah, it's just a big ego. Yeah. Uh, so he he said he is like, and this is when it gets into horror territory of him. Like he talks about the old man going down to where Swamp Thing is. Swamp Thing's not there anymore. Uh, and he goes back. He runs back to his office, and he's like, he's probably gonna run back to his office. He's probably gonna try and call for help. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, that mean if I if if uh, I was the Swamp Thing, I'd probably what I would think he's gonna do too. And he gets there, and mm-hmm. Swamp Thing's there. Uh, Swamp Thing figures, reads Woodrow's notes, and has a has as close to a mental breakdown as the plant can have, probably. Uh, mm-hmm. And chases uh, old, the old man through the building, and he it's like that's some good stuff. Like him seeing his reflection in there, and it's becoming like a cage. He refers to him as a beetle in a box. And Alan Moore's writing in this is so like, uh, it's like it's such a, a level above typical comic book writing. There's like a there's a lot of uh, like it, it it borders on pretension for sure at times, but I think it like hits a fine mm-hmm. line of like just how like it's super. It's ve- it's very like he writes graphic novels most of the time. So and it makes sense because uh, just the way he writes is like it just feels like it feels like more of a graphic novel than it does like a, a standard comic book with mm-hmm. the way the dialogue is written and um, the paneling and all that shit. That, uh, yeah, that panel of the top down of the, him running through the hall. There's like a Z-shaped hallway. It's basically you're looking down on it without the the ceiling there, and it, it really looks like him running through a maze. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, Swamp Thing uh, kills the old man. And the Floronic man, the Floronic man is just loving every second of it, you know. So and that's, uh, yeah, I, I guess we should have mentioned that Floronic man disabled the uh, the cryostasis that yes. the Swamp Thing was in. That's yeah, how sorry, we woke yeah. up. Yeah, he uh, he got his he got his revenge. Um, and issue three is them. Is the, this one really highlights the the dichotomy of um, Swamp Thing and Floronic man, where one is trying to except the fact that he can't be human anymore. Uh, and the other one is trying to, trying to find a way to, to not be human anymore. <laughs> you know, yeah, anyway, anyway. Humanity. yeah. So there it's, 
we you we follow like Swamp Thing's going through multiple multiple um, dream state uh, as he because he's a uh, he's basically like given up and essentially becoming becoming one with the swamp and he's bound by uh, Abby Arcane and her boyfriend husband boyfriend I don't remember uh, Cable uh, the husband right yeah she's Abby Cable yeah. at this point husband uh, and they're they have a strained relationship. Uh, Boy, do they! Oh my god, <laughs> there's so much going on in these. I don't, I don't, I don't want to just like give a play by play of every issue, but <laughs> uh, like, yeah. So they have that going on. Uh, he, the swamp, the swamp it, thing. Go ahead. In the first issue, do we see Cable's little ability that he has? Uh, yes, yes, we do. He, where where he, he can, could like, yeah. what even? What is he doing? Is it? Are those actual creatures that he can create, or are they just like in his head? I think he can actually like man- manifest things, uh, like spirit spirit things. It, it's hard to say. It's very abstract. A lot of, and uh, a lot of stuff in this in these uh, pages are left for interpretation at times. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, because yeah, there's re- never never anyone else around when he's doing these things. So I wondered if it was actually happening. Yeah, a lot of it's left up to whether it's stuff stuff is real or not at times. Um, so yeah, that, yeah, the, he, so, and, and he's also like, I believe he's like crippled at this point. Uh, so he's dealing with that, that mental part, that mental aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they have a very strange relationship. Uh, Abby also is very close to Alec Holland, uh, the previous, the man that is now, or the plant that doesn't thinks it's out. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> anyway, she's close to Alec Holland, uh, and she becomes close to Swamp Thing as, re- as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he and she is the straw over his current state. But and so with Swamp Thing, this issue we're so. But most of the issue is Swamp Thing and Floronic Man. Floronic, Floronic Man is trying to figure out how to become more like Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing is going through basically like a dream state this entire time of trying yeah. to um, figure out whether he wants to. Continue with his like giving up, basically, you know, just becoming a plant, or mm-hmm. or Which he basically does. He goes back to the swamp and he just like lays there and just becomes one with the swamp. Yeah, and what? Yeah, and and then, uh, but he, so and he goes through basically basically his life history uh, through like some some dream states, talk, seeing his dead wife and uh, him 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 being murdered, um, and he finds his own bones. Basically, uh, and uh, so he it, it ends. It all ends with him like accepting accepting what he is now and burying his bot. Basically, burying himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, is, it's uh, Abby being in trouble, being chased by the floronic man that breaks him out of his his, his coma state. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, and. Uh, so and then from the next one we get next issue in, <laughs> the next issue introduced and now he's in a he's more as he's entered a more peaceful state of mind uh plant mind <laughs> the next issue introduces the green which is a big part of the swamp thing from here on yeah, out yeah but uh, before we jump to that Woodrow basically holds this city ho- this town hostage increases the oxygen that the plants are putting out and then lights the whole city on fire and makes some poor guy film it and it's like, yeah. okay, I go take that film to the the nearest police station and show them what I've done. Yeah, it's great. Like it, the whole the whole scene is like classic, like a super classic horror scene. Um, there's even one horror scene where like a bunch of friends are out in a car and they all get slowly murdered by the monster, which is the Florida oh. man. 
and who and he's he is snapped at this point because uh he can't like he uh he tries to connect with the green uh in the same way and it just like it like breaks his mind more or less yeah, can, uh, yeah. the 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 name of the issue is swamped and they use that in like several several senses of the word but it, it basically overtakes him because he's like hearing plants talk in africa and just like yeah. all over the world it's yeah just too and, much and while swamp thing himself is already he's actually a plant uh he can uh and he is like at peace with himself he he just he can do the same thing and be totally fine uh, and so Florian man attacks he then announces it so then we're moving to the next issue he announces like I've done so. I think I just did to this town. I'm doing. I did, I did to the whole planet. It's already. It's already happened. Like this uh, planet has been super oxygenated. It's basically a, a ticking time bomb at this point. And we get the Justice League up in the Watchtower, looking on, and like, oh shit. <laughs> so we can't. Uh, and they're like, there's not really anything we can do at this point. Uh huh. Um, and they're like, they're basically lamenting, like, this is their greatest. They've. They've. This is now their greatest failure. Uh, until Swamp Thing swings into action or walks into action i don't really know how he, he gets there he shows up <laughs> before we go too far they show the justice league who is this girl with like the the bone thing on her head oh, i was hoping you would know because <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was raven and then they mentioned raven in, in a different page yeah, i see they're the, they're the jla right this is hot i would assume podcast uh oh, yeah dynamite radio as always yeah Disney of america they are specific. Because I think she's only in the one panel. Yeah, I, I, I've had seen... I know I've seen her before. It's going to be one of those ones you're going to read the name. Like, oh, yeah, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so this would be 84... This might be too well. You uh, you go on with the uh. Yeah, I'll do the research. You go. You keep the. You let the people know what's going on. What's happening next? Oh, I was gonna go the other way around. Go ahead. <laughs> you, go ahead. You've you've got the notes, so you uh, you keep going. Okay. I'll yeah, I'll do I the research. You. All right. So it makes that makes more sense. So yeah, they're <laughs> helpless, and Swamp Thing shows up, and he he whoops. Lionic man's ass. Uh, he like he, like breaks his arm, and uh, uh, breaks his brain also <laughs> uh, by uh, convincing him that uh, the the plants are the plants actually hate him and they don't like him. And uh, Frying Man is not a, not happy about that. Uh, right. Well, he, he basically tells the plants that hey, this plant is stupid because yeah, you're making extra oxygen, but how is he going to replace the carbon dioxide once all the humans are dead? And they're like. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, now he's a, yeah. Uh then we move to the next issue, uh, which is this one gets weird. <laughs> even 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 more weird. Uh where there's a kid who is uh being uh possessed by a demon or like haunted slash possessed by a demon. Uh the monkey king. <laughs> uh who's this like white monkey ish looking apparition. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's reminded me the, the joke for like four people listening to this that uh it was gonna make you think of the Tale of the Sun replay where they oh, do yeah, the up and yeah. up in white monkeyville. Yeah up in white monkeyville. Good uh, good shit. Yeah. Um 
so so the monkey king is actually is a demon that manifests itself in whatever your greatest fears are uh and it kills this kid's parents uh the the people people think he's this kid's nuts because he's just talking about the monkey king killing his parents um and he's taken to a, a, home, a home to be helped uh and this is where also where abby has just gotten a new job and uh, her and Swamp, Swampy, old Swampy, have gotten pretty close. They're <laughs> hanging out all the time. Um, and he and she goes to do to work at her new job. Uh, Matt uh, is not happy is not happy about that. He wants he wants her to be closer to him. Uh, and yeah, he talks about how she's spending all this time on these kids and swamp things. Like, what about him? Yeah, and so to the point like, where she leaves, and then he like reanimates her clothes. It's like, okay, now get on your knees and apologize. Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah, this guy, this guy's fucking up. Um, and so, so while, while, uh, the, the kid whose name I don't remember, uh, is at this, is in this, uh, home, the monkey King shows up again, uh, and makes him take him to every other kid in this place. And attack them with their greatest fears. One of which is this girl, I being like um, sexually like molested by a member of her family. I don't remember if it was, but like it like it appears as like that member of the family, but in an even more monstrous form. About uh, yeah. So I don't know if you caught that part, but uh, no, I missed that one. I I definitely caught the uh, the little girl that accidentally smothered her younger brother with cellophane. Yeah. Oh my god. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's yeah, it gets dark quick. Uh, and so that also in this episode, also in this fucking issue, uh, Jason Blood shows up, aka Etrigan. Yeah. Is, that, is that how you say Etrigan? I actually don't. Etrigan. 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 Uh, who is a Jason Blood and Etrigan are are they the same entity in this one, or are they separate in this one? I, I assume they're fused together. It, it actually, it's a big part of that Justice League Dark movie is him, and they kind of go into his backstory, where uh, he was one of, I don't know if he's Arthur's knights back in the day, but ends up getting stabbed, and the, Merlin fuses them together to basically save his life, but also kind of ruin it at the same time. Yeah, so he's now part demon. Uh, and he can also, he he has some, like, uh, he, he can see the future in some ways. Uh, yeah so. yeah because he tells this guy it's like i don't need your card you're gonna be impaled or you're yeah you're gonna be impaled by a swordfish at this time tonight it's yeah like, what in the, the fuck in the whole issue there's like a backstory background story of like of leading to this happening and it's uh it's that's that was a pretty little fun thing that happened in there um and yeah so he's here he I will. I'm he because he knows the the monkey king is here, or he senses at least the monkey king, or a, a demon is here in this town. Uh, and then in the next episode, uh, so I keep saying that next issue, Swamp Thing and Etrigan work together, end up end up Etrigan end up working together to to defeat the monkey king who Etrigan eats at the end. Uh, he says it traps him inside, but you know what? what uh, tomato, tomato, tomato. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, a whole thing about conquering your fear, and yeah, the k- kid basically is like, "Okay, I'm not afraid of you anymore." Yeah, but also, and, when Abby is confronted by the Monkey King, it becomes Matt. Yep, her husband. <laughs> That's her greatest <laughs> fear. Is her husband? 
And at the same, as while this is going on, Matt is uh, talking to a talking to a fly, uh, a yellow fly, who then oh yeah, because he uh, decides to go after her in the car, and he is super drunk and crashes yeah. it almost immediately and is dying. Yep, and this sorry, I, I totally forgot that part. <laughs> yeah, he uh, and as he's dying, this fly, this yellow fly, comes to him, crawls inside of his mouth, and goes inside of him and possesses him. Um, and after Swamp Thing, Etrigan, as they defeat they defeat the Monkey King, Abby uh, is um, walking home. Is she walking home at that point? Uh, um, she goes chasing after Jason because Etrigan kind of says this little something to her. He's like some kind of prophecy. He's like, uh, there's something worse coming, but you'll figure it out, lady. And she's like, well, shit, I need to know what he's talking about. So she yeah. chases after him, and Swamp Thing takes the kid back to the 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 place. I forget what it's called. Yeah, and uh, and Abby is eventually uh, run, uh, Matt drives uh, up to her, has her asks her to get in, and she, uh, unaware of Matt currently being possessed, drives off. And there is a and the issue ends with a very ominous um, saying, mention of her being unaware of who she is. In the car, yeah, is that this whole series? Like all the issues we read, they like to repeat themes from the beginning. They like to book in the the issues, and at the beginning, Etrigan's talking about something driven by a demon, and that's the last line too, because obviously Matt's not quite himself. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where we, that's where we we've left off with Swamp Thing. Uh, okay. So I I I've, I've been doing the research this whole time. That's Satana. Oh, okay. That's a. That may, I, I guess that makes sense. It's a weird, weird outfit. Yeah, I'm gonna send you this picture in the Discord, which does no one listening any good. <laughs> yeah, but but just know we we'll, we we are gonna be aware of the picture. So. <laughs> She's got so, like yeah. a a raven thing going. So so yeah, that's a that is Swamp Thing issues one through seven. Uh, hopefully that wasn't just too much of a. Of a, of a giving you play by play, but it was so good. I didn't. I, I feel like that was the best way to to explain all the cool stuff that happens. In yeah, this. right. Like there's, it's it's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, it's even though, and it's like, is it? It. I definitely had to reread several panels just to like really grasp what uh, Moore was trying to and get across because he's a. It's again, it's a lot. It's a lot of a lot of inner monologue, internal monologue, narration. Um, different perspectives on everything uh yeah it's it's really cool it's really well written it looks incredible yeah that uh, art is phenomenal yeah and uh i like don't a, okay look, look up any just search for 1980s swamp thing in, in google or something and look at his design that just him alone would have taken forever to draw on each panel. It's insane. Every panel you look, there's never like a lazy panel with Swamp Thing in it. It's mm-hmm. like even doesn't matter which part of his body it is. There's always like so many little like details in it on his body that are just crazy. Um, it's real. Yeah, it really is just like yeah. It's 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 close. It's like a, it's like a, it's a, definitely like a work of art in terms of comic book. It's great. It's um it's crazy. It's great. It's um. It's thought provoking. It's creepy. It, yeah, it's cre- it's creepy. It definitely like it. I feel like it definitely fit. Even though it wasn't scary, it definitely fit our uh, uh, this month for sure. Yeah, definitely. There's there's a lot of unsettling imagery throughout. Yeah. 
So that's kind of Swamp Thing. You have anything else you want to say about Swamp Thing, Michael? Uh, you want to rate it? Uh, is, that a, I, is that a thing we should start doing? Uh, we can. Yeah, we can start rating them. Uh, I guess we at least at least with the arcs. Yeah, we'll have to. And this arc is first. It's kind of like three separate arcs, but we can rate it as one, right? Because it's like three separate mini stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because like originally I'm like, are we only reading to 84? Because this really ties it up kind of neatly of him kind of accepting who he's become. But I'm kind of, I mean, I'm glad that we kept going with it. Yeah, I, we based it off of, so I got that box set and it's separated into six books. And we read book one, which is those seven issues. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, we have five more sets to go, more or less. Uh, I was I was wondering uh, how much s- uh, seven issues would take up content wise, and they it's they're jam packed. Yeah, all. really. Yeah, that first one's kind of a throwaway, but yeah, it yeah. It, it, it had a it had a tough task. Uh, yeah, it's, I I think you can honestly you could probably skip issue twenty if you really want to. You don't I don't yeah. think like I mean it ends with him getting shot that sets up. 21 but yeah i i think you can hop into 21 uh even if you didn't know that ahead of time like i think i think you can get enough to where you I, it's not it's you can you can definitely just skip it if it's if it feels like too confusing or too much all at once uh, <laughs> i yeah i cannot recommend anatomy the anatomy lesson more than I, but yeah uh, we do have to talk about the fluorescent man's live action appearance floronic man floronic man Oh yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his his twin brother, the fluorescent man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, he appear. Michael, you go ahead. You want to do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he he is in Batman and Robin, everyone's favorite Batman movie. He's the the scientist at the beginning that's doing like the the shady deals that ends up turning Pamela into poison ivy, and then she ends by, up killing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, played by John Glover, who you might know as Lionel Luther from Smallville. Yeah, I was like, I was like, man, this guy. Of course, this guy's actually a character, actually comic book character. It would not just some dude. Of course, you know, it's a. But I never. Yeah, I never would have thought about it back then, but nowadays, yeah. I think I also think it's funny how like because that movie's notoriously awful, but also like in a fun way. Like how much I remember that movie. Like it's just so. It's incredibly memorable for how bad it is. Uh, mm-hmm. And even that weird side character guy. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Uh, I guess Ray- people, people these days might know him. And from Shazam, he's the like the, the business dude. The villain's dead. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Batman Robin, though, that is that is rife for a talk over someday. Absolutely, we were one hundred percent going to do that. That's uh, not even a question. That movie's great. And yep. great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you wanted you wanted the rating. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I would give it. Uh, I'd give it a four. Like it's it's damn good, especially for like early eighties. Like I was yeah. really surprised by how much I liked it. I think a four is probably right. If I, I think it has, it has a, it has a five issue in there, and then all the other ones are are solid to re, to really really good. Um, right. Yeah. Has a, a yeah, and issue uh, issue twenty one is definitely the standout. Um, yeah, anatomy lesson, so good. Yeah, yeah. If if you read, if you come away from this at all interested, at least read that. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Just le- at least read that. Uh, so yeah, that is Swamp Thing. 
Uh, Michael, what are we doing next time? We are doing a character spotlight on Dead Man. Boston yeah. Brand. Yes, the... He's Danny Phantom. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's he's Phantom. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> we talk... It's our first uh, spotlight in a little bit. Did we do one last month? I don't remember if we did. I think uh, we did. We know we did. We did I a, think we also did, was the last one. Yeah, we did a tier list last month. So, yeah, it'll be our first oh, spotlight yeah. in, a, in, a, in a little bit. Uh, and uh, spoilers, it'll be a tier list next month too yes we have we do have a tier list for november which uh we will still not be revealed in <laughs> in the dead man episode <laughs> either but yeah it just uh we have again plenty uh we do have plenty of stuff coming in the very in the very re- in the very near future uh oh yeah so, so yeah if you uh if you like what you hear please listen to our other stuff we've got game club michael just on for ghost trick uh we've got the quarry coming up uh this month we uh multimedia failure we watch video game movies and rate them we've got um am i forgetting something michael is that it Mm, yeah you're probably just thinking of this show that we're doing right now i I do do that sometimes yeah and then (laughs) we've got and then again capes and junk has been uh we've been motoring right along there'll be a bonus episode out before this uh, that's a very, a very, very fun special bonus episode involving. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Involving our wives. Uh, that is, uh, that was awesome. Uh, so please give that a listen to. Uh, so yeah, until next time, guys. Later. Bye bye. <laughs>